philanthropist, public speaker, and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to a very, very, very fudging special episode of this mother fudging podcast, everybody. <laughs> if you knew the thundering noises that we had to overcome <laughs> the crisscrossed calendars to meet this perfect point in space and time where I get to share seriously just an amazing freaking human being who selflessly goes out doing her part to have a little bit more good news in the world I have Lisa, aka L Dubs, here on the podcast. Hey, L Dubs, how you doing? Uh, I'm great. I love my name, L Dubs. And actually, I got asked the other day from somebody because obviously I'm on Zoom a lot. What? 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 Why have you put <laughs> who's L Dubs? I said, oh, that was Dan, my coach. He named me L Dubs, and I'm just I've stuck with it. It's, uh, it makes me actually. I know. I know you love giving us all names, but it just it it takes the seriousness out of, mm-hmm. of of life and especially when I'm doing a film conversation and obviously we'll talk about that when mm-hmm. I do a film conversation I can see my name <laughs> oh yes that's right I'm Eldubs <laughs> Pinky, Eldubs <laughs> I love it I love it I love it no um, one of the things so for the listeners who are wondering what, I'm t- what we're talking about um, people in my life at some point most people at some point, a moment will come when a name will just come forth from the ethers and that just ends up being the name. Um, and Lisa became Eldubs and it's just been Eldubs. And then, <laughs> and then my 12-year-old son, when he saw it on the screen, remember I sent you a message, it was like winner or, um, and you, you remember I told you, I sent you a message and I said, apparently dubs, dubs means winner. Oh yeah, you did send me that. <laughs> I'm like, right. And my my name is obviously well, my my married name. I'm now not married, but my married name is Winicky. And so yeah. all my boys are called winners. <laughs> and then you've named me old dubs. So tick. Oh, there's a synchronicity. There's a synchronicity. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about that because from what I know of you, there were kind of two points in time where shifts happened for you. You began a journey. 14 years ago? 14 years ago, yeah. 14 years ago. Mm. And then recently took the very brave step to move into, I want to say a new place of authenticity with the relationships that you're keeping and to transition relationships into a new form, including the marriage that you you were in. Mm. But neither of those are little things. (laughs) So... I mean, people, for those of you who are not, we're going to pop the links in the, in the show notes, but for those of you who are not subscribers to L-Dubs, his channel on YouTube, it's the Good News Guide. L-Dubs just has got some badass people, your boy included. Um, <laughs> humble as that is. Uh, where we have, we, we, we have space with Lisa, where she holds this container that she creates. We, we meet her on her sofa. Uh, some people actually, I'm jealous, get to meet you in person on your sofa, but the time will come again. And and these experts that you bring forward to just share good news about how people can just level up their lives and just have an amazing more, um, what's the word that you use? Outstanding. No, what's the word that you use? I love extraordinary. Extraordinary, that's the word. To have extraordinary lives. Mm. And you do that because you're just fabulous. But 
even that it's like this big thing so we've got this mission that you're on which is to bring this good news to the world you've got this massive decision to transition a relationship with children mm. all man children as well which are notoriously more challenging <laughs> to navigate and, and herd mm. and then going on a spiritual journey as a grown-up 14 years ago mm. by which time you had all of your kids in or one of them all three. Uh, no, I had the twins. So they're yep. 16 and Charlie was, he was yet to be born, but he, he was yet to be born. Yeah. So going out on this, when you've got toddlers, twin man, boy, child toddlers, and then making the decision. And what I know on you, of you probably diving in two feet, like going into this journey of spirituality. Yeah. Something tells me that that didn't, you didn't wake up, finish your Weetabix and say, oh, I'm going to go on a spiritual journey. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't love Weetabix either. Um, (laughs) Another thing I didn't know. (laughs) So how it came about was, it was a a synchronistic moment where I found myself after my boys, after my twin boys were born, they were born three months early. So they spent the first three months in hospital. Oh, wow. And so I had had bulimia for 20 years and I had managed it in order to fall pregnant, which I went, I had to go through IVF to fall pregnant. And so it was very much, I was, it was controlled. I was keeping it at bay. And then when the boys were about just over two, they were at kinder and it was actually, it probably was three. They, it was assessed that one of the boys, although he was assessed as being on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I went down a slip slider slope and bulimia came back and I met or I re-met a girl, Kinder, who had just been to see a kinesiologist. Mm -hmm. And this kinesiologist happened to be coming to Melbourne the following week. Mm -hmm. Just just, just happened to be. Yeah. Just just happened. I'd I'd never heard of kinesiology, but I'm in the middle of a Kinder um, foyer. I'm just like an absolute mess. I'd like literally hit rock bottom. And, um, and I couldn't pretend anymore, but what I wanted to go and see her for was not me. It was for him because I couldn't cope with the fact that he was different. Mm-hmm. I couldn't cope with the fact that I thought there was something wrong with him. I mm-hmm. couldn't feel him. He was having the most extraordinary tantrums and it was mm-hmm. on. And because I was so controlled, everything was triggering me. So mm-hmm. I went to see this kinesiologist who ended up becoming a very, very close friend who passed a couple of years ago. Mm, and sorry to hear that. And she, but she's all around. Like she's probably here now. Hanging yeah. Out. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Sharon. Um, <laughs> and, and so in, in this, during this two and a half hour session, she said to me, how long have you had an eating disorder? And I had not spoken to, no one knew, not even my husband. No wow. No one. It was a secret for 20 years. How did you hold such a secret? Bulimia is a, is a, I saw it as such a dirty, disgusting, foul thing. It was a lot. And I had such deep self-loathing. It was the last thing I was going to do was to share that secret. And I also had a great fear of letting it go because it had served me to some extent because this 
traveling back years before that I had been expelled for from some of the best school, girls schools in Melbourne I'd put on weight as a result over a couple of years and when I lost weight I started to gain attention from guys um, I had all of that reinforced and validated and so that then locked that in that I could never let that go because that had been the that thing was your tool save me yeah mm. so so you're in this, in this session and she's like, how long have you had this eating disorder? She didn't even say that, but I said, and she said, all your son needs, because I said, obviously I'm here for him. She said, no, no, all he needs is your love. But for you to give him your love, you need, you to, need to love him. yourself. And so it was like an awakening wow. because I'd never, ever even thought about that. It was not something, a concept that had ever been offered. And I drove home with such excitement and I, and, mm. I, and I sat down and I was in tears and I told my husband at the time and he was extraordinary and said, I love you with or with, like, I, I love you despite, because I was ashamed, you know, I, I felt really disgusting as I, as I shared in sharing that with him, but he was so extraordinary. Mm. I read again because he is an exceptional human being Mm. and so that moment like there was no there was actually no choice in I don't feel like it was the choice was taken from me the choice was and it was like this pull inside of me to pull me move me forward in the direction of waking up Mm. in the direction of healing in the direction of undoing the stories and the wounds that had had me locked in Mm. decades and so that was 14 years ago and yeah it, it's been an incredible an incredible decade and a bit incredible and he supported me every step of the way Dan mm. every, and I wrote a book he supported me I went and studied kinesiology for three years he supported me I left real estate because we worked in real estate together we were a really successful team I just went on this this and I was like a consumer I couldn't mm. get enough of this stuff but what I realized a couple of years ago it was still in an attempt to work out how to fix me there was still something mm. the intention was still to fill a gap in who yeah. you were and I feel like that's a, one of the greatest issues of personal development is that we're still that there's so much drive to be better to heal and it's not from a space of we're already whole we just Mm. need to remember but so there's work to do Mm. and that's that's shifted that's that's the biggest thing that shifted i think there's a difference between um healing into more of what I am with that being perfect Mm. than healing because I'm not lovable and acceptable as I am. That's it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. Mm. So, yeah, that's a beautiful articulation of the shift two two years ago from the latter of what you just explained because it was definitely fixing to, for me to love me in Mm. order to be... Can I ask you a challenging question that may be uncomfortable? 
Sure. Now, just to preface, you know that I'm a crier. And I I have no problem crying, but I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. You know, I'll go there. Like, this is the biggest thing. I will. That's why you're up. You know, I'm going to go there. Okay. (laughs) I'm just asking you because I want to know. Um, Now I forgot what I was going to ask you. I'm still laughing about you. Like, I'm going to cry. We'll come back to that one. We'll come back to that one. I want to loop back into the journey of your, because I think you're badass. You were out there, you and your ex-husband killing it in the game with real estate. Um, And then to sort of go off into the woo-woo land, like... Mm -hmm. There are some people I know that want to taste this world, but a lot of the, the stuff that's available now, people like Dr. Jody Spencer, who we met through, right? Mm. Lynn McTaggart. Mm. I'm not really going to say Greg Braden because I think he's still a bit over on the airy fairy side. No respect, no disrespect, Greg, mm. if I ever get to meet you. That's mm. not what I mean. But... <laughs> that tangible thing that people can hold on to to make the transition into the spiritual. I always love to say about my experience, I didn't come to Dr. Zoe Spencer for spirituality. I came to my Red You Are the Placebo. I thought, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use this. And then went to an event. It was like, okay, meditation is cool. But 14 years ago in Australia, was there much by way of connective tissue stuff or was it all just straight in the forest with the fairies? Like, it was very, it was, yeah, it, there was not, this is what I love and this is what I love about working with you and what I loved about Dr. Joe Dispenza mm. is, the, is the, it made sense to me, like from the science perspective, like there was so much, I feel like I was dealing with, and I, I don't know why I want to say it, but educated people, like people that had educated themselves in this space to make it tangible and real mm-hmm. as opposed to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to connect with, and I have no disrespect, I'm going to connect with my angels and 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 <laughs> have my tarot card readings. You know, it was a very different space. The thing that we had in Australia at the time was Hay House events. They were the ah, big thing. got you. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing that I was sort of, I w- would wait once a year to go for three days and listen to all the sort of well-known authors and speakers. Mm. But aside from that, no, there wasn't, which is why, kinesiology for three years really delving into that and healing a lot of um, stuff for myself and then I traveled like I've mm-hmm. you know I traveled overseas to uh, to connect with people that I resonated with their teachings and so I've never been one about one person um, mm. or one I've never had I did for a time have Dr. Joe as a guru and then I was like actually this is not working for me like, mm-hmm. he's amazing and his teachings are extraordinary but from a soul level obviously. We're, we're the same, but there's no mm-hmm. level. Um, but 14 years ago it was so different. And now mm. it's almost like there's too much information, I'm going to say. There's mm-hmm. too much to choose from, which is going back to why I created the Good News Guide because I wanted to position this platform as something with integrity where people could come and be guided to the best teachers that were accessible Mm-hmm. I mean, accessible, but not accessible the way that you are, not accessible the way that Yumi Nguyen is or Tamika mm-hmm. Wilder or Barry Reynolds. Mm-hmm. So giving people access to the people that I have, that I work with, that, that bring 
I want to say the two worlds, the, mm-hmm. the 5D to the 3D, because as we've talked about, Dan, you know, we can we can sit in in space and 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 connect with all things beyond our beyond this this dimension. But I've come here to live. I've come mm-hmm. here to an extraordinary life and it's all very I don't meditate to meditate I meditate and connect and visualize so that I can experience that with my eyes open Mm. and so yeah I think there's a lot now Mm -hmm. very important let's let's bring this to the good news guy because I think grounded is what's coming forward because again I mean I've got tarot tarot decks here got a couple of them i've got crystal on here i've got crystal there i was burning some palisanto cool but when someone's coming from a very matter meets matter you know do it do it do it you know what's a soul not that you were that far into the the sort of the but having conversations that will facilitate a movement into bringing more soul and spirit into what we're doing is served by having a bit more grounding. Like you're saying, it's not that speaking to Aiden, nothing wrong, but if I sort of just coming from my corporate job or from my science lab, and you're going to just hop on and say, yeah, I downloaded this from my spirit guides from the planet Farquad, I'm going to find it a bit more challenging versus so let's talk about what's really going on in terms of how reality is constructed, what energy is, and let's talk about how at some level of density, there are other experiences and other levels of reality where sometimes just like we're operating at this, there are people operating there too. And we can have a conversation with them and it can do this, this, and this. I think it's just a different, mm. different narrative, you know? And I think it's great what you've just shared because it takes me back to where I was mm-hmm. 14 years ago. And so I was obviously not aware and then all of a sudden I was a bit more aware. But to have given me, to be, to be, to be able to deliver what I'm delivering now, mm-hmm. if I had had access to that, and I, I, there's no regrets, like everything has led me to right here, right now. Exactly. Great. Now I appreciate the people that I connect with. I appreciate the people I'm in conversation with that I'm actually bringing onto my platform that I'm advocating for. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't have that if I hadn't have had that experience. But what I want to do with what I am doing with the Good News Guide is meeting the masses. Like, I, and I, it's not about the numbers. It's not about mm-hmm. need to be liked by so many people because it's not about. It's it, about the impact. <laughs> It's the impact and the fact that I want people to have access. And I say news, but it's interesting. I've, I've had this idea for maybe the last six or seven years. I wanted to deliver news or why didn't somebody de- deliver news? Not like the news we know, but new and noteworthy information that changed mm. people. And mm. so really that's what the Good News Guide is about. It's, it's delivering information that's new for many people and noteworthy because it has an opportunity to leave us expanded in ways that the current news doesn't have. Mm. And so does that. It does. And I, I, we're, 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 we're going somewhere really beautiful because six or seven years ago, you had this insight, but it took you moving into having experiences with another sort of round of, teaching types Mm. to come to a point where you made that transition from 
a spiritual junkie mm. to someone who's plugged into the IV to get a bit more juice into their system, you know, and then make some truly courageous choices. Cause we're not talking about, you didn't, Oh, you know, it was this, it was that, or we didn't get along and blah, blah, blah. The resonance has just shifted, and but you have the courage to tr- transition the relationship in the back of that. And like you said, you know, you've got a beautiful family unit now where things cross over and, and everything works in a beautiful way, very healthily. And from you then moving into a new version of you that was met with new vibrational matches, you were ready to give birth. Mm. Good news guide. The good, the good news guy was a seed, but mm-hmm. it, as explained, I wasn't in the state to bring it to life. Mm. So in how I felt about myself, what I believed to be true about myself and the thoughts mm-hmm. that I had. So seven years ago or six years ago was probably a year before I was writing the book that I, that I published and I published it five years ago. I was still after that. It was like... I lost my way again. I found after I wrote that book, it's like, well, who am I? What am I meant to do now? I was constantly desiring, seeking, like, I want to have meaningful work. I want to be here. I'm here of service. I didn't go through that. I didn't wake up. I knew when I was really, really young, like three or four lying on my bed, I'm like, I'm here for a reason. Wonder what that is. Mm. So I I couldn't work it out, which actually created angst inside of me. It was like 18 months. I feel like I sat at my desk in this room going, what the hell? What am I meant to do now? And then Joe Dispenza kept popping up on my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to. And I literally, I literally made a decision, as we've talked about, my human design. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I'm connecting with this guy. And I'd heard of him. I had his book on my bookshelf. I hadn't read it. I booked to the retreat for the retreat and I had been, my husband, my ex-husband and I had been having counselling. We'd been seeing a psychologist with no intention of separating. Mm-hmm. And I went to this retreat and day four or five when we do the kaleidoscope and the mind movie meditation, I came out of that and I was howling because I was not the same person that had created this mind movie as a person a week ago mm-hmm. who had created it before the retreat. I had, mm-hmm. There was no... I was looking at these pictures going, they're so hollow and meaningless. I don't want a renovated house. Who is the person that created that? Mm. And in that moment, I recognised that I wasn't the same person, like I really wasn't the same. Mm. I wasn't in the same state as when I arrived. And that, oh, that was very frightening. And because I... I think I knew in deep inside of me that I didn't want to articulate it, that that meant that my marriage was over. And I know there'll be people that will listen and go, well, that was a really quick, yeah, that was a really quick um, response, but I just knew. Mm. But again, it wasn't over from a place of like hate and front you. It was, you're going your way, I'm going to go this way. Mm. No, it wasn't. I mean, I, 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 he's a piece, as I said earlier on, he's a gorgeous human being. He's a, he was incredibly supportive, which was what made it harder mm. because he was, he'd mm. been all that. And for me to make the choice to leave 
leave the marriage after all the love and support I'd been given and the freedom to follow this desire and this pull. He'd, he'd, he'd supported it all. That was mm. that, made, that made the guilt that I had to liberate from and mm. the grief probably greater. But then the guilt and the grief were already inside of me as I discovered through the... It brought them to the surface. Yeah. I think there's something to be said here um, for people that are going through this opportunity of transformation but holding on to aspects of the old self or the old story from comfort and from fear of the guilt or fear of the shame or I was supported and this and that and blah 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 and also those who are on the other side of it holding space for someone that they love who's going through something and coming out of this narrative of ownership Mm. and back to a a narrative of just loving someone enough to support them wherever their journey takes them, even if it takes them somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't have anything to add to that because it's exactly. <laughs> what, 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 there's nothing to add. <laughs> wrapped up and tied with a bow. It was it, to, you know, it was, you know, Dr. Joe talks about leaping into the unknown and, and we don't know when we're leaping, obviously. Mm. But the they are, it is quite incredible when mm. we do that. When we're doing it from our like, I really, really, I spent you know six weeks after that. I spent six weeks moving and using Dr. Joe's playlist mm-hmm. and dancing in my front room. I put, I used to see clients. I pushed. I just stopped doing that. I pushed the counters back. Yes, I had the freedom to do it. I made the choice to do it. Mm-hmm. And I grieved and I and I and I cried and mm-hmm. I screamed at all at all of it. And I came to a place of coming back to my heart time and time again and asking that question, is this, you know, is this the greatest, is this the greatest step forward for me? Knowing mm-hmm. that if it was the greatest choice for me, then it was going to be the greatest choice for him, even mm-hmm. though he couldn't see that. And I articulated that, you know, Dan, I said, I know you can't see this now, but you will be happier on mm-hmm. the other side. You will. I am freeing us up Mm. because I was actually very, I needed it to be done a certain way with him. Mm. I wanted him to change to fit in with me. Mm. I was actually wanting to go there next in terms of how you navigated the way that your challenges showed up in the way that you related to others. Can you say that again? how you've navigated the way that your challenges have shown up in the lives of others. So for example, you've said the challenges that you had with needed to control things showed up in how you related to your ex-husband. Um, are there any other ways that you found that to be part of your journey of growth too? Coming to terms with those instances where you were showing up a certain way? Mm. Oh, Dan. See, I think why my brain goes a little bit like fuzzy here is because I shift and move through things so quickly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget what I've experienced and what I've overcome, which mm-hmm. is part of the thing I really want to anchor in more and journal on is because I do, does this make sense? I do shift through things that sometimes I forget what all the things along the way that has led me from say 14 years ago or even two years ago to now, mm-hmm. because there has been so much. So some of the challenges I mean, I I recognise and I'm recognising in my current relationship that 
that need to control or wanting to him to be a certain way. So I, as I just said it, so I feel mm-hmm. X is a thing that I'm having to really bring conscious awareness to. Mm. That is huge. Or the desire or need to be right, which has been something that showed up, I realised was prevalent in my relationship with my ex-husband. And now my partner is calling it a man. I'm sorry if I'm not doing it the right way or your way. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's easier to practise that now that I'm aware of it and I create space to be able to really um, change my behaviour. But I'm able to practice it now with the people that I'm working with. Like I really, and I've even called myself out. Like I've let them know that this is one of the things. <laughs> Just so you know, this is something that you may get from me at some point. Yeah, and and I want you to call me out. I want you to mirror back to me. If you see it showing up, please do that mm. because I'm invested in, you know, I've got an incredible, it's a small team, but I've got an incredible team of people and I'm deeply invested in them being their most extraordinary. I'm deeply mm. invested. And so for them to be that, I want to come from a place that allows that. Mm. I don't need to be right. And just because I founded the Good News Guide doesn't mean I have all the answers. In fact, I don't. Often they have greater suggestions. Mm. So it's easier to do it inside of that than inside of an intimate relationship. No, I was going to say, because it sounds like there's been a lot of self-awareness that's been a part of your journey. And self-awareness is actually... Because, I mean, even when you had that conversation 14 years ago with a kinesiologist, you could have walked away. You didn't have to take her uncovering your secret and then go and, and run with it. You could have been like, oh, you know, delete her number. I'm not going to see her again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> send, send the boys in. <laughs> send the cleanup why, squad. <laughs> I'll why I couldn't, though, because I've never felt, I've never felt so seen. But that's what I was going to say. But you, the way that you, you, I was, I was going to ask, like, what was it about that experience that opened you up to say, Do you know what, now's the time for me to let this go? Okay. So there are a couple of things. Okay. I, I was seen. Mm-hmm. She saw me and mm. she didn't judge me. Mm. So you got to witness how safe it was to be seen for who you are. Yeah no matter what your own thoughts were about who you were being seen. And the thing that I was the most afraid of somebody, of anyone seeing, she saw that and there was love there still. Mm. So this reduced the amount of charge around the narrative that if you didn't share it, if you shared it with your husband of the time, oh, my God, I've got to keep this secret because all of the stories that were being run, you were free from them. Mm. Mm. And then having the conversation with him then gave me even greater confidence hmm. and greater. Microsoft's baby. Yeah. And so hmm. then it was, okay, one more. And so mm-hmm. and then from that place it was like an internal pull, pulling me forward, leading me in the direction of specific people. You know, the kinesiology college was around the corner from my house. It had been there for 15 years. I'd never seen it. So you hadn't seen it? Never seen it. And it was new timeline, anyone? (laughs) And it was up the road from the university that I studied business business at. Up the road. So (laughs) (laughs) 
Magical elves, elves. I think. Do you know what's just clicking into me right? Clicking in for me right now. Another level on why you have such a spirit of integrity to hear you have on your couch. Because there's people I've recommended to you. There's people you've like thought about, and then you're like, "Nah, I'm not going to have them." Like you, you. There's there's a level of integrity that I love. It's not just, oh, this person's going to get me more views. This person's going to be like popular. Maybe they're going to connect me with another audience. So this is strategic. Obviously, there's a strategy there because, you know, the words made flesh through action. But it's really just who have I had an experience with that supported me living my extraordinary life that I would love to share with others? And I can see it here because it was meeting an extraordinary person who opened you up to the extraordinary experience of having honest conversations about who you were to be seen and to be loved and not judged that gave you the permission to step out onto your journey too. Mm. That's beautiful because that's also another, I mean, I'm so grateful for Sharon and I can acknowledge her again. I mean, mm. I've acknowledged her on so, on so many levels, but mm. Absolutely. She showed me somebody, she, she was all about integrity and, and, and I, I, Jan, that, that's very, that is something that I am totally committed to in this, Mm. in, in everything I do from how I show up to what I say and to the people that I'm in conversation with, because I won't be in conversation with anyone. I haven't even thought, it's never crossed my mind that I would have someone on my couch to get me viewers. (laughs) It's so far, it's just not even in the realm of of thought. Mm. It's all about, exactly, and I I want to say that again, it is about who do I believe are the change makers? Mm. Who Who have supported me in making big micro shifts but big mm-hmm. shifts in the course of the past I want to say in the the last five years mm-hmm. who are those people I want to support them because they're the people that need people need access to because they can access you they can access Tamika they can access Yumi they can access Belinda Belly like they can access you mm-hmm. they can create transformation in their lives that will lead them in the direction of their dreams mm-hmm. and not just go to a retreat and mm-hmm. come back and then go back to the way they were because we come back to our environment and we get treated and we're back there and then, we're, then we think that this doesn't work, mm-hmm. that nothing works, and then we become deflated and disappoint, disappointed and doubtful that, that we're ever going to get there, in inverted commas. But if we make conscious choices from our hearts to connect with the people that resonate, and it's, I don't even think it's about the modality or what they teach, it's about the person. Yes, there is absolutely content, but I connected with you before I connected with your content. I said yes to you before I connected, and I was like, there's something about Dan, and I want to know more. Mm. And, yes, you bring it all together, as I've said. <laughs> you ground it. You ground it. But then, you know, I've worked with Tamika, and she helped, she supports me in embodying my vision. Mm-hmm. And I with Talia in really, really fine-tuning what it is that I want. Like the Good News Guide came about by working with her to begin Mm -hmm. with and I continue to and she works with my team. But, you know, so there's a whole host of people that I bring in to support me because I can't do this on my own and I don't want to do it on my own. 
I was going to say about that as well, because the space that you hold, and I, I know obviously a bit more about behind the scenes about the way that you bring your crew together to be in harmony and to be on the same page as your character. So there's like a really unified unit, unified unit, really unified group, collective unified team that's carrying this vision with you. Mm. Very much. And they're ex- they are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an extraordinary word. They're extraordinary. Divine, like I, you know, I, I mm. look around and I look at, you know, you know, I'm creating a membership program, and I'm just asking, and everyone's like, "Yes, I want to be part of it. How can I support?" I told which you is, that was going to happen. You're like, "Oh, how am I, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that?" Blah blah. People are saying, oh, "I'm thrilled to be able to contribute." Oh my god, I love what you're doing, and mm-hmm. um, and I, Dan, which is why I'm so grateful we're having this conversation rather than three weeks ago, because really I feel like things have shifted again for me mm. in the three weeks in opening up to recognizing that what I have created and what I'm creating, what I continue to create is of value. Like people are getting the juice from the content. They're getting the juice from the people that I'm interviewing. Like they're, you are, you're all amazing beings with it's like, you know, it is, it is a collective movement Mm. and I don't care how many people are on this journey with me. I what I what I do actually care about, which is my intention, is connecting with people who are who have influence, mm. and influence not in the influence word, but influence. No, that no, have, not, not not Instagram influencer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> influence using their voice that they can share the likes of you, the likes of the other people that I bring in conversation, that they have an opportunity to share with their wider communities or their families or their their workspaces. That They're the people that I really want to be engaged with. Um, everyday spheres of influence with everyday people. Yeah. Because that's where the shifts are going to happen, right? Yes. The real shift is going to happen on the ground. It's like a grassroots, a grassroots movement are bringing good news. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to go back in time again. Yeah. And then we're going to come back to your membership site and that little piece of your journey. I want to go to your book because we had, we had a, <laughs> we had an interesting <laughs> little. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a bit more about your book. So it was interesting, Dan, uh, for those of you listening, Dan messaged me. So I didn't know you, you know, I've known you for a number of months. I didn't know you written a book. I can't find it. (laughs) Well, that's because I reclaimed them all because I, one, didn't think that they were great, didn't think it was great. Mm-hmm. Like initially, you know, I had a, a book launch with 100 people that I knew, personal friends, you know, everyone bought copy. I've had incredible feedback, but I still didn't believe it was great. And then that was, you know, five years ago. And then I went, well, actually, I'm not even, I don't think it was that great and I'm not even that person. And I would not write that book now. I'd add things and I would mm-hmm. change and I know more. And so it was from a space of I think feeling embarrassed of the mm. book that I 
given the person that I'd become, which was, of course, all ego. So when you prompted me with that, I decided to gift it to, so I, you know, I, I jumped onto Facebook. If anyone wants to subscribe to my website, I'll send you a free book. Mm-hmm. And I, it felt really good. And I have, and there's been great feedback again from this book. So mm. thank you, Dan, for, for that little prompt. Um, the book essentially is called The Dawn of Hope is the story of what what I believe based on my perception led me to developing an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. So the first part of the book is things around being a highly sensitive person, mm-hmm. um, things that happened in my past with my parents. Mm-hmm. So it's like the pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. But as we know, it's all perception and some mm-hmm. of it know what's true but that was truth for me at the time of writing Mm -hmm. it the second half of the book are the practices the tools the things that actually took me from waking up 14 years ago to where I was when I wrote the book so there's chapters on the power of compassion how forgiveness completely resurrected my relationship with my dad who I'd had a a very unhealthy dysfunctional relationship with him for years and how um, stepping into his shoes and seeing who he was mm-hmm. and how he was doing his his best actually freed me up and it wasn't even it was actually even beyond forgiveness it was just there available to me mm-hmm. um, yeah judging how I'd spent my life judging myself and therefore judging others so the chapters in the second half of the book are basically the things that supported me in in healing but as I said because a book was written five years ago I was like but I didn't get what I get now. Like I didn't, I was still in the story of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a bird's eye perspective the way I do now. And I okay. didn't recognise that, you know, as we talk about with your process, the power of how our feelings really do create our reality. And so I was still buying into the feelings like they were real. Mm. And, you know, I think, I don't know if I told it to you or I sent it to you telepathically, but I don't know. I just got this hit that that book was for the people who are where you were at five years ago, ready to step onto the next five years of their journey Mm. or ready to step into that space. And that was going to be the shining light for them to do so. Mm. So I need to get it back on Amazon. Yes. Get it back on Amazon, let people that are ready for that. And then you've had another five years out here being extraordinary, write the next book. And I feel the next book will really be around taking that leap of Mm. faith, the courage it took to make a decision to leave a marriage that was good. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of people in good marriages, but to leap into something greater than that for myself. Mm. Something extraordinary something extraordinary and in so doing showing my boys which has been my really what I've realized has been my underpinning driver to show them what it looks like to live your greatest life like what it looks Mm. like to make choices that other people won't as you said earlier necessarily agree with in Mm -hmm. fact my family didn't like the choice they have totally supporting me now Mm -hmm. but they making the, the the worst decision of my life in, in doing that. Mm. And so the courage it takes to continue to take steps in the direction of what you know in your heart you want for yourself. Mm. Uh, and so 
I know, and and the vulnerability required, the vulnerability, the places I've gone to, um, to to heal even deeper um, childhood wounds. And, and, uh, you know, if my mum's listening, no, mum, you did the most extraordinary job because I know she takes it personally and it's not. Mm. But that the book will be, I think, for for that. But I'm not. I just don't feel like sitting down and writing. I'm, I'm enjoying connecting with people too much at the moment. I love being in conversation. The, the time the time will come if the time comes. Yeah. Mm. And at the end of the day, I really feel, and this is where we come back to the future. We bought back to come back to the future to the to the to now. That you are a walking book. <laughs> Oh, I love that, Dan. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Because you are living your truth. You're shining a light. And you you put it all out there. You've gone from having all your secrets now to, to being out there and putting yourself out there all the time. You're you're going live and you're you're gathering these people to shine and be a light for others and you're putting your soul out there. I remember the session you had with Yumi. I didn't even get to watch all of it. I watched enough to see. You put it all mm. out there. You are a walking book. Mm. That's so, I really, I'm so grateful you just shared that because I really, that really landed like my heart's like, oh, because it really was like being so hidden, mm. so hidden. And it was so much shame. Like it was like a dark cupboard mm. with what just came to me. And now the freedom that has come from opening up and being honest and raw, I don't have, like somebody said to me recently, I said, I've got nothing to hide. I don't have anything to hide because I'm not afraid of people seeing me cry. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of people hearing, you know, as I shared on, on you know, when Yumi asked me, you know, how much do you enjoy being your parenting? And at the point, in that point in time, it was a five out of 10. In the past, I would never, mm-hmm. ever share that because I would be so afraid of the criticism and the judgment because that was a part of the way I saw myself. It was always, it was through that lens. Mm. But now I don't have that nearly as much. So I can allow myself to be seen not worrying about what other people think of me. Hmm. And that is the most liberating thing. (laughs) Seeing what you've done with the Good News Guide, just over the chance I've had to be a part of witnessing you just shine more and more over the last half a year or so. One of the reasons I'm so freaking excited about the the membership that you're putting together. Um, Based on when we're recording this sort of the back end of November, probably going to be January. We're going to be, you're probably listening to this in January (laughs) listeners. So I'm anticipating there's going to at least be sort of something hanging around for people to start getting into but I'm really excited to see how your journey supports people going deeper than the conversations and actually into some transformation. Mm, Yeah. And the pieces that you bring together in order to facilitate people having the opportunity to step into just great and greater levels of extraordinary. Mm. 
Yeah. What are you most excited about with the membership? Well, it's interesting because I asked, I, I sent a number of people some uh, a, a request for them to send a test for them to offer, uh, give me a testimonial of all the things that they had taken from the conversations that I've released this year. Mm-hmm. People that I know that have been transformed through the conversations and then connected with people like you. Mm-hmm. And the feedback has really been extraordinary, actually, something I didn't expect, which was I love the community you've created. This community is amazing and I have access to these people now mm-hmm. different to other other um, communities where you don't have access to the people but you actually mm-hmm. given us access to these people mm-hmm. and so what I'm really excited about is now recognizing I have already created a community but this community will be more deeply engaged like that's what I want I want mm-hmm. the community deeply engaged in the work so I can ensure that what I share what I deliver what mm-hmm. I bring to the to the space, I, I'm calling it like it's like a magical world. This has been mm-hmm. my visualization. It's like people drop in, they come into this space, and it's like I'm going to taste a bit of bit Dan. I'm going to have a bit of Yumi. I'm going to go and check out um, Kelly on his. Like, it's just like people get to taste, and then from that space, they can delve in deeper and mm-hmm. come and do work with the people that they resonate with. So I'm excited for more engagement. I'm excited to know how I can really hone what I'm delivering so that it does meet people and give people what they need to take them to the next level. I'm excited Mm. for that, really Mm. excited for that. And, you know, I'm excited because I'm a creator, so I love creating. (laughs) I'm like, you know, I I had an idea which I shared with Alana who's, who's, you know, doing a, um, is on your mastermind as well, and I was like, I was thinking maybe, what do you think of this, that I offer to come in once a month, just me, and I just do like a live Q&A. People can ask me whatever they want. It can be coaching or live, but it's just they get access to me. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, my God, Lisa, that would be amazing. I was like, that be so much fun (laughs) (laughs) who did i use i don't know any question because you know there's no there's no no limits to what people can ask i I will go there so um i'm excited about that i'm excited about the people that will come in the engagement and also how i can curate different experiences and add surprise you know events and surprise people and i love that so not just a walking book but an interactive book <laughs> and can i share i am also excited about what i'm also launching in feb which is a creator circle with laura oh yes that's going to be dope as well i was speaking which, to her about that today which is an incubator mm-hmm. for creatives entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and business leaders that want to breathe life into an idea mm-hmm. so really like me who had the idea but didn't have the all the pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. I was a visionary, but I, you know, I, I couldn't work out how to get the vision into form. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing is Laura and I, because she's extraordinary when it comes to the business marketing as well as personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we're bringing the pieces of the puzzle together and then we're getting other people to come in and support people in breathing, as I said, breathing life into something that's ex- that exists in their hearts but has yet to be seen. And mm. I, for one, was really, really driven to find the thing that existed in my heart because I wanted to experience that in this lifetime. I wanted to leave that when I left the world. I wanted to have known that I had gifted, I'd contributed in the way that only I had come here to contribute. Legacy. So, yeah. Mm. And I, I know there are so many people that have something. And all they need is 
one, belief in self, <laughs> key, and a vision, a clear vision, and then the pieces of, you know, the support network to, to take them. Yeah, to make it happen. Mm. What's one thing from your journey that you'd love to leave the listeners with today? Just, just one thing to support them going on their way, regardless of where they're at. The importance of our connecting to our hearts mm. and knowing that place and, and developing a relationship with our hearts because they, in, in that space, everything that we need and want resides, everything. Mm. That's yummy. As are you, Elders, thank you so much for sharing yourself, your story, your love, your heart, your energy, your just light with us. Um, it's an honour. Thank you for blessing my, I don't have a couch, kind of got a desk. <laughs> it's a bit weird for me to say having you on my desk, so we're not going to say that. I want to say thank you to you, Dan, because, I, you know, all the stars lined up for us to connect. You know, I saw you in Dubai dancing. I'm like, I want to dance with that guy. (laughs) And then I love the fact that I answered the call when you came onto Facebook, you kept popping up. And then it was like, yes, I want to work with you. And the shifts and the changes that are also occurring in my life from working with you personally, but then having you on the show. And I know so many people are getting such extraordinary things just from you being in conversation. And so for those of you who are listening, Dan is also inside my membership and you will get <laughs> not just in conversation, but he will be sharing some of his awesome wisdom and knowledge and the processes that actually have people <laughs> creating an abundant joyful and purposeful driven life. Did I what? say it right? Yeah, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> so L Dubs is in my L Dubs is in my um he's in my accelerator. Um, oh. and gets to hang out with me three times a week. Oh. <laughs> so. So as I often say, I feel like I've got Dan in my ear, you know, I'll be walking it, okay, is this all greater or lower the level of importance or like oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, reality wraps around how you feel. Boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> Go to get it, go to get it. Guys, yeah. thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, me and L Dubs are, I don't know, I'm going to speak for L Dubs. You have enjoyed hanging out with the people today virtually? Yeah. Um, definitely want to have you back on um, once you've got the creative circle and everything rolling so we can check in with you and mm-hmm. share that part of the adventure too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the calls to action I'm going to give you today, guys, is to check out the good news guide. We'll pop the links down in the, uh, in the comments um, and just have a poke around, subscribe, find something in there, poke around and tell me if you love it. Cause you will. Um, until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. As LDubs reminded us, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. This has been Dan with LDubs. Peace out. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan. Dan. Dan.